Freddie Benson countdown. You're recording. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's Wednesday, March 31st, and you're tuning into Two and a Half Hoopers, Nick Carlson's favorite basketball podcast. Mr. OKC. Mr. Oklahoma. Uh, no Josh today. He's a bit busy, so I'm here with George. He's a full hooper today. Uh, I think I've acknowledged you as a full hooper more than Josh Nowakowski has. So every time I listen there, you're it's a half always hooper. half hooper on the J always Sports. Half hooper on the J which Sports podcast. It's fine. Uh, you know, he goes, he goes by uh, protocol, which is cool. It's your brand. Uh, but George Martin. Right now, fresh off the final four bid, baby. High off that UCLA W. Oh my good. How, how's Mary doing? Mary's his mother, who's a Michigan fan. She's all right. She was she was a little she was a little sad, but you know whatever. She's not that. She's not as dedicated as Philip and I are to the grind of college sports. So no cap. We team Philip. Philip happy. I'm happy. All right, we got a good show for you guys. Uh, recapping last year's a ball. Mostly Monday. Tuesday was a bit of a, a bit of a dud, but Monday was a good time. Uh, Georgia's halftime. We got all the has a has some good uh, stuff for us. And then end off, we're gonna get a little trendy and see if we're buying some winning and losing streaks going around the association. Uh, but remember, if you like if you like what you hear, make sure to follow all our socials, instant Twitter, all at TH Troopers. Uh, drop a comment anywhere. We'll shout you every game of support. Who who do you think commented, George? Let me guess. There's really two frequents on the, on the comment section: J Sports and JJ Butter, two of my favorite. And, and Empire Records. <laughs> every post, to, to every post. They have a. We have our first bot. It's pretty cool. Uh, but J Sports uh, commented out dropping the uh, the question. Uh, broke the news to me. Uh, five minutes went by, and he's like, "Jeff Teague to the Bucks." Uh, talk about <laughs> the next pod. Uh, so I'll let you take this one. I have a few thoughts too, but Jeff T coming from uh, from the Celtics, uh, signing with the Bucks as a backup point guard. I'm a little shocked because they were the front runners to sign Austin Rivers, who I actually liked a lot. I like Austin the, Rivers a lot. For the depth. He's a pure hooper. He plays really good defense when he buys in, which the Bucks would need, especially because they traded Torrey Craig, who is a pretty legit 3 and D guy off the bench, which I was kind of disappointed in seeming as the Bucks are kind of like my second, you know, watch team, I guess. Uh, so T, he, he didn't really have a good season with Boston. A lot of, a lot of Celtics fans were slandering but when, him. But when he got traded, he was coming off like back-to-back 20-point games, which was odd. He was finally producing, and then they're like, I felt out. like the Celtics wanted to go a little bit younger because they, they've used Pritchard a lot more. They, mm-hmm. they drafted a guard rookie in Neesmith. I don't know. I just hope, I mean, Teague is reuniting with Bud. You know, he was coaching him in those Hawks teams. So maybe he, he knows to get the better of him. They do have a roster spot, so they can still go after Rivers, which yeah. I hope they do. This is an okay signing. They need point guard depth because they shipped off the, two of their backup point guards. So it's like a B plus. It's like a, you know, like a desperation thing we talked about with Drummond. So they needed it. Do they Hopefully still they... have Bryn Forbes? Yes, they I know do. they don't play him, but they do. Big Brent Forbes guys, you and I, but yeah, um, I yeah he's he, more of a he's more of a three and D instead of like a pure point guard. Yeah, uh, so I mean they get Teague for that. Mm-hmm. Um, he should play fine as long as uh their main guy Drew Holiday stays healthy. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I mean he'll come in. He'll, I mean he's been in those playoff uh, atmospheres before. So hopefully, I mean it just comes down to playoffs. What what he can give in the playoffs is I mean. All the Bucks really can ask for. Hopefully, point. he'll be like the other vets who have played on uh, 500 teams. Sorry, Celtic slander. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he got traded and bought out in less than a week, and then we haven't heard much on Austin Rivers, who I think is the best buyout candidate uh, left. Yes. Um. So, yes. yeah, I I think Austin Rivers would have been better, but hey, who knows? They're in Austin Rivers sweepstakes, so I mm-hmm. I give it like a high B as well. Uh, yeah. you know, point guard depth is very important in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, now moving on to the recap. Thank you again, Jay Sports, for that. Everyone knows where to follow him. He's 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 the third Hooper, uh, in in theory. Uh, at, J, at at J underscore Sports underscore Podcast on Instagram. Uh, friend of the show. Moving on, recap. Uh, Nets beat the Timberwolves one twelve one oh seven. Hard had a thirty eight point triple double. Uh, Pistons beat the Raps one eighteen one oh four. Uh, Grizzlies beat the Rockets one twenty one ten. Shocker. Uh, Mavs mm-hmm. beat the Thunder one twenty seven one oh six. Jazz beat the Cavs, yeah, one fourteen to se- to seventy five. Oh my God, I didn't even see that. Yeah, no more, no Rudy Gobert slander this podcast. Wow, oh, yeah. held the seventy five. Pray um, for Colin I, I Sexton. I want to talk about it, but like, it, I mean, it's just the Cavs getting beat up on. <sighs> um, and the Warriors beat the Bulls one sixteen one oh two. Uh, Vooch still winless as a bull. 
They get, it was Curry's first game back, though, or I, either it was one of his first games back. It was uh, his first game back from his first tailbone game back injury. From the tailbone. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Curry, I mean, when you have Curry, it really helps your team. Uh, but starting off the discussion, the Wizards beat the Pacers at 132 124 behind Russell Westbrook's insane, insane stat line of 35, 14, and 21 assists. Uh, Sabonis tried his best to match him and he got him in the points category, but uh, not, not a whole not a whole lot else, um, but couldn't pull it off. Uh, what do you see here? You can focus on Russ or just the team as a whole. Yeah, I'm going to get a little uh, historical on you. First 35 and 20 game ever in NBA history, I believe, or at least a triple double. 35 and 20, yeah, triple double. Yeah. Assists. Um, I want to see something. Okay, yeah, Daniel Gafford, 11 and 6 off the bench. I actually, I want, mm-hmm, yeah. We, I don't think we addressed this in our trade deadline special, but you know, <laughs> they haven't really been trotting out any centers since Thomas Bryant got hurt. And I was watching him. I think he's like the perfect guy to play alongside Russ. He only got 15 minutes. Oh, oh, you're there. Oh, so I, mean, <laughs> I, yeah. I thought you froze. Sorry, you're just looking down. I, I got scared for a second. No, no he I'm was, here. he looks, he's got a high motor and they've kind of needed a, a young type of center like that because they're trotting out Alex Lennon, Robin Lopez. And those guys aren't really guys you want out there to play big minutes. He blocked a few shots. He had two blocks. He was protecting the rim, catching lobs. And that's kind of like the perfect center I want next to Russ. Just, you know, he can't space the floor, but that's not really a problem because they have guys who can do that. Um, Pacers side, I'm kind of concerned with their defense. They gave up 130 and it just 95 points through three quarters given up. And that concerns me because they kind of pride themselves on their defense. Which, I mean, they did earlier in the year. And I don't know. Currently, they're ninth. And I don't see them dropping out. But the play-in might be their, like, they will they be. Up. As a Pacers guy, they will be a play-in team. Yeah. They will be. I, they're not better than the Hornets or the Knicks right now. And I don't see them. I, I, I have more faith in the Heat and Celtics get back on track just because they're pure talent. So they will be in the play-in. Um, hopefully, they can make it out of that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, m- moving, uh, on to, uh, yeah, Daniel Gafford, unfortunately, I, I was watching him play. I'm like, this guy, he- he's got a high motor and everything. Yeah, he's blocking shots. I'm fun out there. He's out 10 days with an injury. Um, oh. so he didn't, he didn't play in the Tuesdays game, uh, when they lost to the Hornets, but, um, yeah, he's definitely, yeah. Alex Len and Robin Lopez are not the answer at center for any team. And then Daniel Gafford, he's young. He just came from Chicago. Uh, so yeah, I would give him a chance as soon as he gets back, put him in the starting lineup, see if he can like. Because, yeah, like you said, in only – It can't be much worse than the Alex In Lennon only 15 minutes, he had 11 and 6 on 4 for 6 shooting. Um, but, yeah, Russell Westbrook, historic historic stat line. But this game kind of showed me, like, him and – the him and Beal experiment should be over. Like, really? Because you're watching this game, Russell Westbrook, 40 minutes, pounding the hell out of that ball. Every set involved oh, Russell Westbrook. That's what, yeah. Hmm. So – he like he's still got he's not washed he's got a lot left in the tank i'm a big russ guy but he beal should also have the ball in his hands because he's an all-star but russ cannot play off ball and you're not going to make bradley beal a catch and shoot shooter because bradley beal is better than russell westbrook so i mean if you you're not going to get this russell westbrook with anything other than a starting lineup that consists of alex len i don't want it jerome robinson and denny so i mean we talked about this on the <laughs> when we were playing Madden actually about how can we see Russ being that two or off the ball guy because yeah this is what Russ has done the last few years I mean besides when he was in Houston like especially in those last years in Oklahoma that that's all he did he was the, the offense went through him he was doing everything setting up guys running the floor setting the pace when Beal comes back you can't do that especially late game and as we saw in the playoffs last season he couldn't play off Harden you know no, he can't play off anyone really. And, and I mean, you watch him like, I mean, look at the stat sheet, uh, Hachimura 26 points. Um, and then, uh, Denny had a solid game, 12 points, uh, only, only six shots. And then, uh, Chris Chandler Hutchinson, uh, you know, these guys scored double figures and Russ had 21 assists. So you got to assume a lot of these were from Russ's doing. Yeah. And so he, he, he gets everyone involved, but yeah, this, I don't know where Russ will be in the next few years because um, he's not washed or anything, but I don't see him coexisting with any real star yeah, in, in the NBA. And we really thought it could happen because Beal is so good off ball, but you're wasting Beal if you put him off ball. You're absolutely wasting. Him. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. So, Especially late game and, you know, clutch times in the playoffs. No, you can't have that. 
But yeah, um, shifting to the Pacers side, my boy Sabonis took more than 15 shots, 12 for, 12 for 19, 35 and 11. Uh, and then Brogdon had a decent game, 26 points, eight assists on eight for 17 shooting. But this is where they lost it. You said the defense, uh, they're, they're swingmen, the, wing, the wings. Karis mm-hmm. Levert and Justin Holiday uh, combined, let's do some quick math, six for 25. Um, and Karis Levert didn't hit a three. It was not good. And they're um, not getting TJ Warren back this season. Yeah, which that's why I have them locked in at play in just because, like, Sabonis isn't going to win like this. Putting Like, I wanted to put up more shots, but he's just not a number one guy. He's a, he's a great player. He's an all-star, but he's not going to carry your team like that. He just doesn't have that alpha dog mentality. Mm-hmm. And TJ Warren, who is not better than Sabonis, has that alpha dog mentality. Just ask Jimmy Butler. So, I mean. <laughs> Jimmy shut it down real quick, though. Yeah, I, so, I, I mean, if they're going to get out of the play-in, we need Karis LeVert to really step up. And uh, I'm not going to go too hard on him just because it might be a health thing. He just had yeah, surgery on a, on a cancer him, tumor. Got to so get him I'm, until, like, mid-April. Yeah, so, but I really do think, I mean, again, three for 14, he had that one game where he, uh, I think he scored over 20 and he hit that that game winner. Yeah. But it was still not very good shooting. He's been very uh, inefficient this season. And I don't know if that's just him fitting with this new squad or maybe it is because the, the tumor being removed. But yeah, overall, very, very fun game there. Uh, you know, I love seeing Russ get like that. Uh, but next game was my look ahead. Uh, National TV, Pelly's got a W against the Celtics, 115-109. Uh, so Celtics missing Jalen Brown on this one, and it kind of showed on offense and defense as they had to start both the grants, which oof, <laughs> that's not the move. Uh, I mean, but, both Williams, not both. Oh, grants. my goodness. Well, okay. <laughs> Grant Williams and uh, Rob- Robert Williams. Third time Lord time Lord. Yeah, because he missed the, the plane. Um, thank you. Yeah, both the Williams. Uh, but we'll get a little Celtics talk. This is kind of going to be going to be the long overdue Zion talk. Has been a great, week, yeah. great weekend scoring wise, but they didn't really get. They lost the game and then they beat the the Mavs without uh, Chris Stapps or Luca, so it didn't have a lot of weight to it. But they beat a good team here, no matter what we say. Celtics are a good team, uh, and he had twenty eight. So George, what have you seen from Zion recently? So I uh, found a little tweet yesterday, and I wanted oh, to share God. it here uh, from ESPN Stats and Info, so you know it's legit. <laughs> Zion Williamson has had twenty four consecutive. Oh. Gosh, I can't read. I'm sorry. Zion had his 24th consecutive game tonight with 20 points on 50% shooting. One shy of tying the diesel Shaquille O'Neal for the longest such streak in the shot clock era, which was created in 1954. So, and that was from a Monday. Yes. For this game. Sweet. So let's see. Did they play Wednesday? So he he could tie it on, on a, Oh, they get a little break. He, they could tie it on Thursday. Is what you're telling me. So yeah, 20, 20 plus points, 50. I mean, he is crazy efficient. Cra- he has really good hands for a big man. Cause you know, we saw in a guy like Kwame Brown, <laughs> the guy couldn't catch anything. And it's no just amazing. Kwame Brown, he's a scrub. He Thanks Stephen play. A. It, it's just watching him finish at the rim. It's, I mean, he might be the best finisher in the league. Like even besides Yanni's, I mean, his it's hands and then the soft touch he has. Like you're seeing, it's six bounces on the rim and just falling through. And he's steep, like he goes at you. He's going downhill, and then it's, ooh, like, it, it's a, it's amazing. I've I've never seen. I mean, he is so he's like six seven, and and he's just crazy amounts of uh, control on his layups. See, so, yeah, I don't, for the viewers, I have three seasons of coaching under my belt uh they were they were boys and girls club they were 13 year olds i have two chips uh one of them we got robbed by the refs but i have two chips so i was like in my bag i was like come on this is like two months ago i was like point zion use them like Jokic, da 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 and i thought i was talking out my ass i thought i was like i was just saying things because like i thought i could coach or something point zion is here and he's killing everyone they're giving it to him at half court and he's running pick and rolls and he, he's just, like you said, he's steamrolling, he's bodying into him, especially against the Williams, run and pick and roll every single time. And he plays uh, 32 minutes here. I mean, the conditioning was a problem, like a question his first yeah. year. He's conditioned here. And I mean, he's still got that bounce there. And like I said, they're running pick and rolls for him, and it's perfect. And then BI still got his 25 points, not great shooting, but 25 points. Um, and then uh, this was without Lonzo as well, I believe. Yeah, no yeah, Lonzo. Josh, Fortnite, Fortnite. Boy, Fortnite uh, boy, 15 uh, and 15. 
So yeah, um, he's he's crazy. I think he should be the Batman. starter once Bledsoe leaves. I think he's the starter in this league. I like either uh, Hart or Alexander Walker alongside Lonzo. I don't Bledsoe shouldn't even be there right now. I I well, didn't even. It, I think next year, I think Pelicans resign Lonzo. It might be Alexander Walker and Josh Hart along with Ingram and Zion, and then whatever. Hopefully, Steve Adams is still there, but he probably will be because they gave him that contract. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, Josh Hart playing. He's probably the best rebounding guard in the league after Russell Westbrook. Like, one, one of them. Yeah. This guy is nice on the boards. Uh, but yeah, can we can we also talk about why Evan Fournier? I was gonna transition to that. Yeah, ninety four. That's his number. <laughs> ninety four. And then not to mention, zero for ten in his debut. I think that's one of the worst debuts I've ever seen. So. So yeah, he had two boards, two steals, two blocks. Zero for five from three. <laughs> which is what they got him for is to be that, or at least that's what I thought was to be their, their bench score. Uh, Luke Cornett scored 10 more points than him uh, in his debut. So, I mean, I got another yeah. stat for you since I guess I'm going to be a stat head tonight. Oh, thank God. His zero points in 33 minutes is the most scoreless minutes by a Celtic with 10 plus shooting attempts since the three point era in 1980. Sheesh. Which for a guy like him makes zero sense. I, mm-hmm. I not even one, not even one field goal. I mean, maybe he was nervous, but I mean, speaking of numbers, can we talk about Aaron Gordon choosing fifty? This dude gets cornier by the day. He's got to stop. He's got to get rid of this whole uh, dunk contest, you know, vindictive thing he has on D Wade. Well, so uh, big inspiration of the show. They don't listen. No dunks. Formerly the starters, uh, they commented on this, and I was like, oh yeah, it's fifty, whatever. Did you know he made a documentary about? getting that so many fifties in the dunk contest and still losing. He also it's made an a hour long documentary. Yeah. I, I saw that. And he also has a song called nine out of 10, which Wait, literally ah. it talks about, he disses D Wade. It, it's like one of those yeah. YouTube, you know, this is like quad or something. It's that, like that's Rice Gum. Aaron Gordon. <laughs> well, I mean like, and like, I was just like, like Toss Mills was like, it has to stop just because, you don't want to be known as a dunker. You know, there's Vince Carter's and then the Zach Levine's were like, they win dunk contests, they move on, they try and be better. Yeah. You're, he, he's, if it looks like a dunker, smells like a dunker, it's a dunker. Like he, he he's literally, That's a quote. He, he's stuck in the dunker mindset. Yeah. And then also like, as far as like the music video, like, oh, it was like two minutes, 30 seconds. You got to see his house tour. It was, it was, you know, it was like corny, but it was whatever. Hour long documentary. And then he chooses number 50. Like it, it, it just blows my mind how like, in a it's bubble, like, this guy is. He, he he's uh, lucky that he's good and a really good fit for Denver, or else people would be slandering him out the wazoo. Oh yeah, I mean the Denver. Yeah, he he's fit pretty solid on Denver. Uh, but yeah, not a good debut debut for Evan Fournier. Um, he's worn ninety four before though, I believe. Really? Um, yeah, just um, just it's a weird number, but I mean Luca did choose seventy seven. Is the only reason I haven't bought a Luca jersey yet because it's number seventy seven. But he's making it kind of iconic, so. Is what it is. Uh, real quick, do you think Lonzo is going to resign with them? Because I know there's Knicks rumors and all that good stuff, and he didn't get uh, traded. Yeah, I think I think Griffin will have to resign him, or else he might not have a long leash. Really? That that's the second best asset from the AD trade, and you're going to straight up let it walk. I mean, because they, they used to pick on a. Uh... Jackson Hayes, right? Like, yeah, they had the fourth pick, shipped it off for eight and ten when they could have gotten DeAndre Hunter. Imagine that. And who did they take at eight? Um, did they trade it back again? Oh yeah, they traded no, it back and they got. It took. Two- didn't they take uh, Alexander Walker that early? I think they traded uh, back again afterwards. I'm going to look that up. So if you want to introduce Yeah, you look that game. up. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, the Heat finally breaking their, their uh, losing streak. I believe it was at six or so. And they get a win against the next uh, 98-80 in MSG. Good, solid 2000s basketball game here. I thought uh, Jeff Van Gundy was coaching them, but no. Uh, Miami won this one in the third, outscoring the Knicks 39-21 to in that period. Um. You keep looking up at that uh, as far yeah. as that, because I'm a little bit curious on that, and I'll start us off here. Uh, the question I was going to lob up, was this enough for the Heat to get back on track? Uh, I think it is, but not specifically just the win, just because we saw what, uh, like, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero kind of getting back on track here. And then they got Victor Oladipo on the way, which I think will take off a lot of pressure from these young guys, because we forget Tyler Hero is still 20. 
So, I mean, or he's 20, only 20. So, I mean, him, you know, kind of having to be that six man and Victor Lipo taking a lot of pressure off him, I think will really help. And then also Bam showed up here, which, um, you know, hasn't been a, a huge theme. It's really only been Jimmy showing up uh, like day in and day out, even though Bam's had a great season. But uh, take a little break from your research there and tell me about the, uh, the Miami Heat being the Knicks. So there was actually a really, really interesting lineup they had out there at one point in the game that was pretty damn effective. And I also have that. Let me get to it. They ran a Butler, Bam, Iggy, Ariza, all switchable lineup with Duncan Robinson. And they were switching everything in the pick and rolls. I like how you left that Duncan Robinson because he can't guard anyone. They they tried, they hit him out there on defense. They hit him well. And even at some points, he almost couldn't sustain like uh hiding around screens so they definitely are going to mess around with like their defensive schemes and they have those wings those personnel i'm kind of like a a three and d wing junkie you know i kind of say like yeah how i always want the lakers to get grab another one but in the east with who's at the top they're gonna they're gonna need that and i i like i like that lineup they were switching everything which you're gonna need against the nets and they have the big to go up against, you know, Embiid in Philly if they get there, or even, you know, against the Bucks again. So, I guess j- just the problem, like you said, is getting the offense back on track at some point below a hundred again. Thankfully, the Knicks weren't feeling like making anything either. They had six. The Knicks points. are a good defensive team, though. They got to give them that. I almost felt like this was like a 2007's Eastern Conference Finals matchup or something. But uh, so right now the starting they have a reason the starting lineup. Did you hear that? You hear <laughs> you Mike get, you get, in the background? Did you get an ad? Well, let, let's not get no. That that was a game film. Mike Breen wanted. Oh, wow. Mike oh, wow. Breen wanted to add in. Um. So one less relevant said Duncan Robinson was their point guard and Dragic was their shooting guard, which is just funny on the NBA. And then two, they're rolling out Ariza right now in the starting lineup. Do you think that'll? Who do you think's hitting the bench um, when Oladipo comes back? Is it Dragic or is it Ariza? Oh my god! I forgot Depot was on the way. <laughs> they could have that lineup. You really out... tuned out when you're looking for that Lakers trade. They Holy can pick out Duncan and put in Depot. It's an all switchable lineup. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's that's music to my ears. Um, for now, I I think Ariza might go back to the bench, just because for offensive reasons. But mm. I mean, uh, it, come closing lineup, they might just. They might throw out that lineup I suggested with Depot. I mean, you could switch everything. You could shut down t- teams, uh, opposing teams. So, yeah, this is a big game just because of playoff indi- implications. We have another one like that with the Kings and Spurs game. Yeah. Uh, but uh, New York is now at five, um, and they're uh, only two games, uh, one game ahead of the Heat at, uh, from the eight seed. So do you see um, kind of the Knicks kind of – really needing this win and it's kind of a bad loss for them or do you think it's the Miami Heat they can come out and beat any team they really want to so I I did say you know (laughs) Heat have kind of been like my my dark horse team all season and then the Knicks were the one I said I I could see them slipping the most kind of just because they came out the gate roaring they were playing great you know high-flying basketball and they were playing tough and hard and a bunch of minutes 38 minutes per game from RJ and Julius and I just thought they might hit like a wall or something, get like a, you know, a weak losing streak and bam, you're, you're at the 10th seed. I think they fall a bit. They're not going to fall out entirely. So I don't think there's worry there. It's really weird that the heat went on, what was it? A six game losing streak. And they're still <laughs> yeah. the eighth seed. Like, so the top three are set. Like we are not seeing a different top. And we talk about this almost every other pod. It's Philly, Milwaukee and Brooklyn. And yeah. then from the four spot, to uh the nine spot it's two and a half games so even though i have two the pacers pegged in i mean as, as a plan like anything can yeah. happen here so um, i have the info on that trade so they traded the fourth pick which we gave them in the ad trade back for uh 8 17 and 35 which is, that's actually that wasn't like you know like it seeing that on draft night 8 and 17 and 35 that's solid because yeah. you could get a start in one through 35 easily so Eight, they took Hayes. Seventeen, they took Nikhil Alexander Walker, and uh, with that, with that fourth pick, was they traded back for two other seconds, right? Eight, seventeen, and thirty-five. So that the thirty-fifth. Did they trade the thirty-fifth back again? Oh, thirty-fifth. Uh, no, it, they took. I don't know. It says Didi Luzat. I. <laughs> 
There's cool name. I never heard of him. Uh, I, is there? Yeah. Uh, hmm. I guess, yeah, Alonzo's probably the second best asset they got in that trade. Um, yeah. I like Nick uh, Alexander Walker a lot, but I mean, yeah. I think, I mean, I think Lonzo should be back, but if he wants like 20 mil, you're only two years away from paying Zion. Like, and Zion's going to get that max, obviously. And it, you really just got to evaluate. But see, the thing Lonzo is, fits with, with Zion. Lonzo fits with him, and it's going to help with good roster construction because we've seen, you know, they, they've paid guys like Adams and brought and gave up assets for guys like Bledsoe. So why not pay a guy who actually fits with your star player? Yeah, I just need. I want blood so gone. That's all. That's all I really mm-hmm. want. And then yeah, put uh, Alexander Walker, Josh Hart in that starting lineup with Lonzo. Uh, moving on, uh, very important game if you're a fan of the Kings of the play-in tournament because uh, the Kings picked up a win against the Spurs, one thirty-two, one fifteen. This game was huge for the Kings because it was the first of a back-to-back against the Spurs, a little baseball style series, and uh, they're chasing them in the standings. Uh, so I had twenty-four. Uh, were you able to catch this one, George? Uh, a little bit. I kind of just saw like the, the swipe of praise on the, uh, the timeline. And like I've said, uh, he's, he's been great for them. He's been worth every cent of that contract and people were kind of crapping on it and saying he wasn't the Jalen Browns, the D Mitchells of the world. And I think it it was the right move, obviously. And they're that team, you know, They trend up for five games, five games, we should go down for six games, six games. You know, they're, they're what did I say last podcast? I said their consistency is inconsistency. Yeah. So kind of a little light bulb went off on the, on the top of your head. <laughs> yeah. I threw that out there at 2.30 and I thought, oh my God, I'm the smartest guy ever. They got a lot of contributions from their starting lineup. Holmes 23, Heal 20, Hallie 15. And Oh, they have Chris Silva. When did they get Chris Silva? So, yeah, I'll, I'll go into it. Their deadline moves were extremely underrated. I was like, oh, they got DeLon Wright. Cool, cool. Because I'm a big DeLon they Wright guy. They have Mo Harkless? Yeah, they got Terrence Davis and Mo Harkless as well at the dra- trade deadline and Silva. Um, and so, DeLon Wright. Yeah, so DeLon Wright didn't That's play solid. great. Then we have Terrence Davis with uh, 14 minutes, uh, 14 points in 18 minutes, and then Mo Harkless in 13, with 13 points in 14 minutes. So the whole thing I've been harping on, besides fire Luke Walton, has been their starting lineup is great. Like, they get yeah. – almost everyone scores 20 points. Then they have Corey Joseph giving a goose egg So uh, off the bench. Now they actually have, like, good bench players. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to also harp on this. Marvin Bagley has been out for this whole win streak. And that has put Halliburton in the starting lineup, and they go small, like it works. Like Rashawn Holmes, like small at center, six nine. Harrison Barnes, small at power forward, six eight. And then they got swipe a buddy healed in Halliburton, and it's really working for them because they're never going to play defense, especially under Luke Walton <laughs> yeah. with, with their with their never. personnel. So you got to lean into it. And but then their defense, their defense does come from their bench with Mo Harkless and Terrence Davis. So I mean. Very underrated trade deadline. I don't feel like anyone was talking about them. I know we weren't talking about them. I know we try and deep dive it, and we just weren't. So, I mean, very, very impressive win here for the Kings. Uh, anything as far as the Spurs go? Because they were kind of trailing this one the whole time, just couldn't get past that, like, 10-point deficit. Sacramento did score 41 in the uh, second quarter. Yeah, a little bit surprising because their defense the other night against the Bulls was – they almost looked like the, the 15 Spurs out there, but – yeah, there's there's nothing to really be worried about. We know what their ceiling is. They're top of the play in maybe a six seed, and that's just how they're gonna roll. But Pop has them playing better than expected with their talent level, so it's fine. They're fine. Yeah, no uh, Gorgie Jang for this one because they didn't pick him up, which is a good pickup. Yeah, I um, liked it. He's, he's shooting good from three and stuff, and it'll help with their you know their spacing. But mm-hmm. he's no savior, and I think uh, a, a theme with uh, their when they don't win games is when DeMar DeRozan doesn't shoot efficiently. When he, he shot six or 17 here, which is yeah. good, which is old DeMar. And I think they really need him to be efficient and kind of sharing the ball. And uh, hopefully the stat backs me up. How many? Okay. Yeah. Eight assists. That's solid. Uh, and then they're also missing Lonnie Walker, the fourth year, which is one of their six good point guards. So kind of tough loss for the Spurs. I think they can hold on though to a top six seed um, or a, a play on spot, but I do have the Kings. Uh, Marching in there and taking I got the Pellies. Got the Pellies. Uh, nightcap of Monday was the Bucks against the Clippers, and although Milwaukee le- led by twelve after one, Clippers outscored them by at least eight points in each of the last three quarters to get the 105-129 win. No PG here makes it impressive for the Clips, but I want to start with the Bucks, George. Uh, what what the hell happened? 
Brooke Lopez is cooked. And there was no PJ Tucker for us to see Yanni at the five again. Um, yeah, their defense, it's its kind of been inconsistent lately. Um, again, nothing really going for them on the bench. Pat Connaughton was their leading minutes guy off the bench. And Yanni Brother, holy hell. 19 also off the bench. So they really only go eight deep, which I don't like because the, the three other guys aren't really. <laughs> Connaughton's nice. I mean, he's got a 40-inch vertical, but for what? Uh, Yanni shot almost 50%, 32 points. Chris Middleton hasn't really looked good in a while. He came out really strong this season. At one point, I called him their most consistent player early he, on. He was 50 50 90. Yeah. I mean, lately, though, it's just been, it just, I, I don't know what's wrong. And Drew, Drew played amazing defense for most of the game, but it just got away from them at the end. Stupid Luke Kennard. <laughs> He had 21 and eight. That boy got a quick trigger. But I do want to mention this crazy fast. I do want to mention something from the Clipper side now that I've been impressed with over you know their last stretch of games. And we've harped on this about their clutch time problems. So within the last five games, the Clippers are 13th in shot attempts within five feet compared to 29th overall within five feet this year. And I talked about this last podcast, but a big part of that is Terrence Mann. 14 points on 50% shooting, six rebounds, six assists. I he mean, doesn't, he doesn't take threes. Yeah, it's efficient. It's team-friendly ball, plays defense, winning, winning type player, which they've desperately needed off their bench, and especially since I like it more than what Lou Will provided for them because this translates in the playoffs. Lou Will, as we've seen, hasn't. So really good win. Their shooting was back to where it's been 56% from three. I mean, that's what they've been really good at all year. All around good win for them. <laughs> I can't say <laughs> let's see them continue that because of what happened tonight. Well, so we'll, we'll stick good here. Um, and it may turn sour um, as far as Clippers goes, but yeah, they score 129 points. They got f- four players score over 20. Uh, Marcus Morris Sr. with 25 on good shooting. Um, but the, And they're missing Pat Bev. Paul George, Sergi Baca, and Rajon Rondo. Yeah. All four are expecting to get big minutes in, in the uh, in, in come playoff time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, we'll start positive. Are they probably the deepest team in the league, or do you lean probably towards the Nets or Lakers? For the Clippers? Clippers. They still well, had mean, Nick Batum off the bench today. Seeing as what they did, you know, in this win without some big contributors, I'd say – their depth is about the same as last year and but slightly better. So I mean you can take with that what you want. I don't know if that made any sense. I would have to disagree. Really? Yeah, I think they're the deepest team in the league. Um okay. they got like their starting lineup today was Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morrison, Ibaka. Four of those players are probably gonna be on the bench come playoff time. Because I mean they're I mean, you're missing Paul George, you're missing Sergi Baca, you're missing Patrick Beverly. I don't know if they're going to start Rondo um, or if they're going to roll with with Morris. But, yeah, I think the deepest team in the league. Do you have a uh, a fear that there may be too many cooks in the kitchen come, excuse me, come playoff time? No, that's – if anything, that's a good problem to have. You know, you got so many talent, so much talent, and you don't know how to – I don't think there's a problem with that. And a guy – because you slot in a guy like Terrence Mann over a guy like Luke, he won't care. He'll he'll do it all, scrappy type player. He doesn't care if he has the ball or not. A guy like Luke Kennard, I'm not as worried either. And he's kind of better catch and shoot. He can create for himself, but he's not going to be a demanding, I need the ball type guy. There are three ball handers, really. Actually, you, you could say four. Uh, Rondo, Kawhi, PG, and I actually like Batum being like a, a, a small type point forward i guess reggie jackson could also handle it off the bench but i'm not worried about that so there's 11 players yeah that they can go deep with rotational uh-huh. but it goes down to probably eight or so in the playoffs yeah who are you cutting out who am i cutting out who are you cutting out yeah hold on i gotta i gotta load back up their roster um sorry Oh, it's not no, even worry about sh- it. Put you on the spot a little bit. <laughs> it's not even going to show there. Okay, wait. Um, so let's see here. Who am I cutting out? Um, 
I think I can see Kennard getting DNPs. Um, Zubots, I could see getting cut out for a series because we've seen teams go small. And I don't think even as a backup big off the bench, he'll be needed. So I got to cut what? One more guy? Yeah. Maybe maybe Bobby Schmerta. Maybe Reggie. I because don't know. I, I mean, you want Papas probably going to be their starter. You need Rondo off the bench. See, I'll, I'll say their starting lineup is probably projected, in my opinion, to be uh, Patrick, Patrick Beverly. They're two, they're two wingmen, uh, uh, Kawhi and PG. Then probably Marcus Morris and then Serge Ibaka. And then off yeah. the bench, that would leave Terrence Mann, Rondo, uh, and Nick Batum. And then you're cutting out uh, those other three guys. I, I like that. I think they need Reggie Jackson in that, that second unit really, really badly. So then I have to go nine deep. Uh, but which is fine. That's fine. Which it's it is fine. And like I said, I think they're the deepest team in the league. Just then, I I think you can make a guy like uh, Papev's minutes expendable because you probably want more of Rondo, anyways. Yeah, so because they kind of give the same thing as far as like minus kinda... the defense, but Rondo gives you the more IQ and the more veteran. You know, he, he's gone deep in the postseason. So yeah, I think Papev's minutes are going to get. I think Papev's minutes get sliced before Bobby Shimura's do. Reggie Jackson. Okay. Just because. Uh, they're going to want to run Rondo, just see what they can do there. That's fine. Uh, but, yeah, I kind of want to combine these games. So, Clips lost uh, to the Magic uh, yeah. on Tuesday in, in a back-to-back situation at home. Uh, 103.96. So, we kind of just praised the Clippers there. What did you see not – what did you see in the win that happened and you didn't see in the loss and vice versa? So, they kind of reverted back to <laughs> what they've done all season, hunting jump shots and then just lazy effort all around at the end. There was – I just felt like it was a typical, you know, second out of a back-to-back. You're completely depleted roster-wise. They played eight guys. And I've seen this with the Lakers, too. I've seen this all around the league this year just because of the unforeseen circumstances. So, and, you know, this Magic team is, like, really, really – it's it's like a jigsaw puzzle. And there's guys – there's some guys on there that are trying to make a case. You know, they're oh, – Bamba. You know, Okiki, Bamba, Ennis, Birch. The, you know, these are guys that – are trying to play for a contract, RJ Hampton. So they're going to give their best shot every night. And we saw it, you know, the Lakers just almost lost to him. 96, 90, they won 96, 93. Oh my God. Not again. No, they're at <laughs> Thank God they're not loud. Like our, one of our first podcasts. That was, that was horrible. You're lucky. There's no fans and got a bang. Uh, yeah. So they went <laughs> 3d Pat Pete and Amir coffee. I said, Pat Pete. Wow. Patrick Patterson and Amir coffee were two of the guys off their bench. You can't, there, there's really nothing that you can take away from this game except that they just jump shot hunted at the end with Kawhi and PG, but everything else is kind of just to throw the game tape away. Yeah, I, I, I got to put this out there. Missing Pat Beverly, Marcus Moore Sr. taking off the second half back-to-back. Rondo, Paul George, and Serge Ibaka. That's a starting lineup that would make the playoffs in the NBA. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, very tough playing eight guys. Uh, I didn't do a full deep dive into the stat sheet for every game. Terrence Mann completely reverted to everything we said he should do and didn't do like you said uh shot three threes only made one of them shot three for 12 total and uh played 31 minutes didn't play great um i mean i guess i'm throw i guess throw the last five minutes out as far as praise terrence man but like is this something you can't really trust as far as like a young guy no because no he he gets a pass because (laughs) i've seen the same thing with the lakers uh when our our top two guys went out or even at one point when we were missing three starters guys just got thrown into roles they're not comfortable with and it's just they they get uncomfortable they they start doing things they shouldn't or they're not good at and it just gets ugly you know i mean we've seen like a guy like alex Caruso for the lakers trying to handle the point guard which you know he's not a creator he's not a playmaker and it's just rough for him out there so i'm not gonna throw any blame at terrence man if he did this with like a fully healthy team you know and April, there's cause for concern, but right now, no. Fair enough. All right, so that was Monday. Um, I'll let you pull up the games for uh, Tuesday. I don't have a lot to say here just because there's only uh, three games we haven't talked about on it. Um, you just pull them up, and then I'll name the scores, and if you see anything that catches your eyes, just uh, let me know. Uh, Hornets beat the Wizards, 114-104. Russell Westbrook, mean poster dunk. Only thing I really uh, had to yeah. take away from that one. Uh, Denver beat the Sixers, 104-95. Still no Embiid, so, I mean – I'm Denver's on a roll anything. too. I'm not taking anything away from that game. Uh, and then really only a, a close game that we haven't talked about yet is the Suns beat the Hawks 117-110, which really wasn't a close game. The dagger was considered they were up by six and Jake Carter hit an and one three. 
So how skip would really if that was the Lakers, Skip would have called LeBron out for front running. <laughs> but um, yeah, did you really mention notice anything there? I'm looking at Sixers, uh, Hawks. I mean, uh, Suns Hawks, just because they're two solid teams. Uh, Bogdan played pretty solid. He's been uh, playing. He's been playing a lot better. I think he's starting to find his groove with them and just being healthy. That's really the only thing I I got from this game. Yeah, now that I'm not doing like the game by game recaps, I always forget Capella always gets 15 and 15. Like tonight, 16 and 16. He's, he's automatic. Um, book, it, book him for that. Trey Young, tough game, five for 16. But I guess it's just a Hawks game. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, now that I'm not doing the recap all the time, I forget. Yeah, Trey Young has these yeah. games, but it just doesn't shoot well. No, um, I think I think Thursday was pretty cut and dry. I'm sorry. The, yeah, it was pretty. The, the UCLA game t- took all the attention. Well, yeah, you didn't miss much, thank God. Uh, if yeah. it was a busy day, we would have had our work cut out for us. But yeah, you focused on the UCLA game, and so, yeah. hey, you got away with it. I think so, we can move on to the halftime now. Now we're going to move on to the halftime report. If you haven't heard George talk enough, now's your chance to hear him talk a lot. Um, halftime report for two reasons. Half of the show, and he's the half hooper. Well, he's moving He's moving on up, no cap. Uh, so, George, tell me, some, uh, tell me some news. What are the streets saying on Twitter? So, Dennis Schroeder reportedly declined a four-year 84 mil contract extension from the Lakers, which is the most they can offer right now. Uh, also, a reason he was shopped at the trade deadline and wasn't moved, obviously. Is there any reason to worry that he could walk? Um, or do you think this is more of him wanting to test the waters because he said he's never been a, a real free agent before? Um, I don't know if you have this. Was this – did this get out and this happened like a few weeks ago, or did he just decline it? Oh, no, he declined it in February, right? Because that was uh, what they really signed extensions? No, in February, they could have offered him like a really small one. This was the most they could have offered him any time during the season before the season ended. Okay, so but but did did they offer this to him before or after he was shopped around? Um, he the reason why he was shopped is because he didn't. Uh, okay, so he didn't decline it because he was butthurt or anything, right? Okay, so I crossed that out. So I guess, yeah, there's real weight to wanting to actually test the market and be like a a free agent. (laughs) Cause I mean, who doesn't want to be given attention and pampered to? Yeah. Um, but I don't know what more he can want besides 21 mil. I don't know what more he could really want. I don't know if he thinks he's going to get like 25 mil per year, but especially in like a t- uh, cap crunch year, tax mm-hmm. crunch. I don't, I don't see it. He's a great, great defender overall on ball point of attack, but his, his offense isn't, that great for a guy who you might want to pay 25 mil to mm-hmm. so because yeah he could play on ball and off ball he's he is great on offense but not 25 mil great um, he's he's good enough but his shooting inconsistencies probably don't make a team confident in him. yeah i don't see a squad that's like uh i can see like hey we're one piece away let's go get shooter like the lakers did i could but see you one can't team. give huh i could see one team what team i think he's a perfect Tom Thibodeau point guard. Oh, for the net. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, oh, I know yeah. they got money to throw. Running so. into the ground, playing forty-two a night. A oh, beauty. Um, but uh, yeah, I, at least it's not butt hurt, so I can cross that off. But um, yeah, hopefully, I mean, I, I love watching him play, but I don't know who the Knicks are a good one, but I don't know who who would give him more. So if he doesn't sign with us, it's because he didn't like playing with you know in our system with LeBron and AD. And I mean, which would be. You, you got to leave if you don't like that. So Yeah, which would be hard for you to turn that down. But anyways, moving on. Uh, kind of a surprising move that we learned about over the weekend. We didn't get to talk about this on Sunday. Uh, the Thunder and Al Horford have kind of just agreed that he's not going to be a part of uh, their future. So I guess they're going to find a trade out in the offseason. They didn't they're not buying him out at all. So I, this is I didn't really prepare a question for this, but off the off the fly. Why do you think they would do this? I mean, I guess they're going to – they said they are uh, trying to turn younger, but he's been contributing well for them this season. He's putting up really good scoring numbers, and he provides defense. So are they trying to tank here? Because, I mean, he was helping them win games. Yeah, I feel like you got to be putting on a front or something. Yeah, they're trying to tank. That's why he's sitting down. He was playing too well. They did the same thing with Shea. He has, he has a uh... – you know, foot soreness. They're like, ah, oh, take your time, man. He's like, no, I'm good. Like, ah, it's probably still sore. Take a few games off. Cause him and Al Horford win games. Yeah. And this is why I was confused. I was like, the Thunder can't tank. They literally tank, can't tank. So now they are. 
They got Lou Dort running the point until Shea gets back, and that's not going to win games. No way in hell. So, and then, yeah, also, I don't like it. Um, I would, I really hope he's still around the team, um, you know, in the facility and everything, just because yeah. he's a great mentor. And Moses Brown has a lot of raw athleticism that you can put towards. Um, but, like, I, I did like him, like, in a, in, a, in a role they're playing on the game to show, you know, it's different to, you know, watch game film without Horford or to be like, hey, like Moses, that should happen right there. You got to do this in the moment. So, you know, him as a mentor, I really liked, uh, but it makes all the sense in the world. They can't buy out right now because he has uh, technically three years, 80 million left. You can't buy that out. So in the offseason, it'll be a little bit more manageable, two and 56. Still not too tradable, I would think. Um, maybe he'll get traded again um, as far as like, um, sorry, as far as like, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. But anyways, he's, he's very like valuable to the team and that's not good. That, that's not going to lose you games. So, you know, as far as tanking goes, it makes a lot of sense. All right. Um, last topic here, the Nets explored a Kelly Oubre trade and supposedly the Warriors declined it. Uh, all we know is that it was a pack uh, package around Dinwiddie and Uber. We don't know picks. We don't know other pieces. Why do you think this was declined? Uh, because Dinwiddie doesn't help them win right now. And this is a Steph Curry season. Also, uh, he's to win now. an impending free agent. So, yeah. And he told uh, Bitcoin to tell him where to go. So <laughs> he, who yeah. knows? So, yeah. Yeah. He uh, definitely doesn't help them win right now. Okay. Even though Kelly Uber doesn't help them win right now, he is still playing and maybe he'll play, maybe he'll do something eventually. I also uh, think Dinwiddie would want to be a starter and I don't see that happening next season. Yeah. Yeah. He'd so, have to be a six yeah. man. Yeah. He'd be a great six man, but yeah, yeah he would have to be a six man. With he would have to buy into that, there. which I don't think he does. So that's all for this segment. Thank you, Lehman, for that. Well, th- thank you. Um, <sighs> it's getting hot and heavy in here after every halftime you do. Uh, but we're going to end it off here with a little, little, we're going to get a little trendy. Uh, I'm going to give you some recent streaks in the NBA, and you tell me if they'll continue or not. Nah. Uh, streak word. is a loose word. So uh, I realize I didn't brief you on this. Um, so, Fire them at me, baby. So let's see. Let, let's it, is, it. it is currently uh, 4.30 a.m. for George. And you say that every time. You say, that, <laughs> you say the same time every time. Uh, so will this uh, is this going to continue to be a trend or not? Okay. Uh, James Harden being the best Nets player. Yes. It's going to be a trend for – uh, I guess just not two reasons, just because I don't see Kevin Durant coming back anytime soon. It's going to be a few more weeks. And even when Kyrie's there, I think the offense runs through him and he's going to continue to thrive. I think even when KD comes back, I don't know, maybe he still will be. Um, we'll, we'll see come playoff time, but I don't know what KD we're getting. Okay. Um, so I, I would say that will definitely continue. Uh, next one, Hornets winning without LaMelo Ball. I as well think this is a trend. I've actually seen a lot of positive things, just how their offense plays, how they're coached. Guys like Devontae Graham and <laughs> Terry Rozier stepping up every other night. I don't see them slowing down anytime soon. Health provided. Uh, Milwaukee failing to beat good teams. Damn. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of boring. I, I think that's a trend, honestly. I, I, their health... Uh, Bud's rotations and just overall inconsistent play is like their Achilles heel right now and defense too. I, I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried for them come playoff time because I don't want another Giannis flame out, but I would have to think that that continues, especially because in this season too, you're just going to drop it. Look, look at the Clippers. You're just going to drop yeah. games. I mean, who are you taking in a first round series? Three, six Miami and, and the Bucks. I don't want to talk about it. Next. I know you don't. Um, this one should be a swerve, but maybe you'll catch me off guard. The Miami and the Celtics playing in the play-in tourney. No. No, Miami's going to have a higher seed than a play-in seed. You believe that? Yeah, I don't see him. I, I see him being higher than seven. What about the Celtics? Uh, they will be a play-in team. <laughs> Celtics okay, at least tell me they're the seventh. Oh my god. 
Oh boy. I can't right. be too slanderous on the Celtics here. Is that even a word? Slanderous? Anyways. This isn't even a real podcast. We can say whatever we want. <laughs> Nobody uh, listens to us. Uh Sacramento making a strong playoff push. Um, I'm gonna disagree only because I said that I have the Pelicans getting into that last playing spot. And even the team that the Pelicans bump out, which I don't know who that could be, uh, I don't see the Kings contending with either of those teams. Fair enough. Um, and then I just thought of this. It's not really part of the game, but okay. who's going to have a more entertaining play in tourney, the East or West? West. West there, for sure, you think? There's, there's a potential. With the Lakers, there's a potential. Bron and AD getting there, and then for sure, you can have a Steph Luka matchup and then a Zion versus jaw matchup i mean that's that's grizzlies pelicans would be so good i would love that um yeah right now it's dallas versus golden state which good game and then uh the spurs and the the memphis grizzlies playing each other in the west which and then boston chicago would be a fun one um Mm. that's a 710 spot right now and then miami indy i think we know who would win that one but tj warren isn't playing miami's got their number man (laughs) he has tj warren's number i don't know if he has their number um, but I bet did you remember? Do you remember to look ahead? I do have my look ahead. <laughs> All right, start us off then. So, kind of a homer pick here Lakers Bucks tomorrow. It's Andre Drummond's debut. I really want to see what how they're going to use him overall. I know no Braun and AD still, so but the Celtics have not the Celtics, the Bucks have been playing inconsistent as of late. And if the Lakers steal one, I think Lakers Twitter might. Uh, self-destruct because they will already be singing Andre Drummond's praise. Um, that's that's a solid one, bit of a homer pick, but yeah. I'm excited to see Dre. Um, it, side note, yeah, Dre. Uh, we we sent in the group chat today. I didn't know he was third in steals, but uh, from centers the past what three years? At that's, least for last season. At least for last season. That's crazy. And then yeah. he's ninth in blocks. Good intangibles, um, and you got a guy like Frank Vogel who's very good at coaching all-star centers. He coached Roy Hibbert. So, yeah, we'll see if we can do there. Um, my look ahead, uh, King Spurs, second half of that baseball style series. Um, I'm kind of riding the King's wave here. I think this is the, I think it changes here. I think they're done being inconsistent. I think this is the time that the Kings are going to rattle off a few here. And even if they lose a game, they won't go on a five game losing streak. They're going to actually make yeah. a push here. And it's, it definitely, it started on the first game against the Spurs, but. This one is just as important because if you can get, get two quality wins against the Spurs back to back and you're chasing them in the hunt, not easy um, to be pop. It would be, it would be very very uh, impressive they can do that. And then I, if they win there, I'm fully on board, fully on board with this this Kings playoff push because if if I am and they don't make it, I'm just embarrassing myself. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Uh, thanks for watching or listening. And if you like what you heard, make sure to follow us at TUTubers on Instagram and Twitter and say what's up. I guarantee you get a response that George is never cut lacking without his phone. Uh, besides that, uh, thanks for being an OG, guys. Uh, hi, J Sports. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Yay!